Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Gilmore to Say with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. <laughs> so um, I read something very interesting in our DMs because we put it out there to our close friends. We asked the question, what do you think of when you think of Gilmore to Say? And people, you yeah. know, give us a variety of answers. One of my favorites was the real life Babette and Miss Patty. And it cracked me up because love- it was a thinker. I was like, huh, who's Babette? And who's Miss Patty? And I was like, well, maybe I'm Babette because then I guess Brett would be Maury and that would make you Miss Patty. But also, I I don't really feel like you're a Miss Patty. But then it hit me. I'm Babette. You're Maury. And Brett is (laughs) Miss Patty. (laughs) When my boyfriend Brett watched the show for the first time without me, he watched the pilot episode in the office at his job because they always have it on. He watched the pilot episode by himself and he live texted me the entire time. And he was like, I am Miss Patty. He loves her. It was gold. He's obsessed with Miss Patty. Every time she comes on the screen, he's like, that's me teaching the little kids with a cigarette in my hand. Like, it's so <laughs> perfect. So I think that's what they meant. Why am I Maury? Is it because I um, am soft spoken and um, cool? Really extremely tall? <laughs> no, I just figured that like of the two of us, I'm louder. Yeah, that- that's fair. I, you know, no one can ever hear what I'm saying if you ever meet me in person. Yeah. And you're my work wife. So it's kind of like, that's yeah, perfect. That totally makes sense. My favorite thing that someone said from that was when Haley forgets what her name is. Yeah. Because you definitely <laughs> like, forget what your and name like, is. I never really considered like the fact that when I stumble over that, it's it's my name. And you know what? If that makes you feel warm and comfortable and cozy inside, I'm so happy to provide <laughs> that for you. I am very stoked for this episode today. I'm excited about this one. Weddings and proposals. I'm excited, but I also have a lot of really intense opinions. So okay. like, let's get into this. Let's do it. There are a lot of proposals. And I a know. Lot of weddings on I didn't show. even think about it that hard until we did this. I was going through all the episodes and I watched a ton of Gilmore Girls last night and I was like, whoa, there are a lot of weddings, a lot of proposals. But like lacking in romance. Yeah. This is not a very romantic show. I mean, I'll take that back there is a lot of like romantic moments that wouldn't necessarily like scream like romance you know right it's just more of like um sentimental sentimental romance I would say yeah but the moments that feel like they should be really romantic rather like proposals and weddings not always you've brought this up before off pod maybe on pod maybe on tiktok that a lot of these proposals are surrounded by conflict in a fight as a means to end a fight Ooh. like they're not talking it's like means to get closer yeah. rather than like a means to like bring your life together for the yeah. rest of your lives always very interesting always yeah. in the middle of strife You're except so for maybe right. one but that one we'll get to that one. Oh, you will so let's start top to tail season one yep. episode three we get our first wedding which is in kill me now which is an episode yeah. we're about to break down on patreon that wedding where the twins are marrying the twins so, so much to say but we can talk about that it's our next patreon episode i'll have i have a lot to say i just watched that episode and there's just a, a lot so that's really the first wedding that we see the first will you marry me mm-hmm. comes from luke yep as a means to shut her up it's in rory's birthday parties and lorelei walks in She's waiting for Rory and she wants to be entertained. So she says, okay, burger boy, dance. And he says, will you marry me? And she goes, what? And he goes, just looking for something to shut you up. I love it. It hits right every time. And I know it wasn't an actual, will you marry me? But it's the first time we hear those words. Yes, he did. Because the next time we hear them also feels like a joke, but it's not. 
Which is from Chris. Well, yeah, but he doesn't say, will you marry me? He says, I want, I want to marry you. I want to marry you. Which like, honestly, I felt more like umph behind it when Luke was just trying to get her to shut up. <laughs> like I felt more passion in it when Luke was just saying it jokingly. I mean, than when Chris, Chris says was like, it with his dreamy, sleepy eyes because it's the morning time and he's also <laughs> kind of trying to end a fight. Not really. Yeah. Like Lorelai is just yammering on and on and on and on because there's conflict surrounding her and Luke. There was conflict from the night before because this is in Christopher Returns when the yeah, entire blow up happens at yeah. the Gilmore house. And she's just going on and on about, you know, the fight that occurred there, her missing painting with Luke, and then the two of them sleeping together, which was a big oops. And then he just goes, I want to marry you. What? It just felt like the whole conversation that came after this is more of like, he like read like a wiki how on how to like start a family. And he was like, this is how this goes. I want to marry you. A family is people living together. And it's like the intention is always there, but never like the action behind it, which like honestly could be like Chris's motto. Mm -hmm. But it just that's it just felt so like someone told him like this is how you do this and like gave him like written steps. And he was like trying to now apply them to his life to like fix something. Yeah, that's very on brand for Christopher, though. He was the one when, you know, everything was going down with Lorelai getting pregnant and them trying to figure out what they were going to do. He was like, okay, well, this is what you do. You get married. We should get married. Uh, no baby he he really he's really interested in doing what's expected of him Mm -hmm. because I don't think he has goals (laughs) that's fair I feel like he was like Lorelai could have been the same where like her like predestined life kind of like fell into her lap and she didn't really want more than that and his did too but like his got fucked up because Lorelai didn't want to be a part of it Mm -hmm. so now he's like wanting all of these things that he feels like he should want like marrying his daughter's mother and being a family with her, but she's like, your credit card defaults when you buy a book. I don't think you're very stable right now, buddy. Like, But don't you find it interesting, and we'll get to this next one in a moment, but when Christopher brings up the idea of marriage, and then when Max proposes to her in Love, Daisies, and Troubadours, that she is like educating these men on what family and proposals should be. Like her energy after Chris says, I want to marry you, is the same as when Max says, we should get yeah. married. The energy is on the same plane, because she's like, no, it should be this it should be that what are you doing why is she having to romance herself through these men oof mid yes the bare minimum like no absolutely not because getting into the Lorelai and Max one I know I've said many a time that I don't like Max and I just I get like such an ick from this whole idea of him bringing up marriage here because if someone ever proposed to me without there being a conversation beforehand Mm. of like do you want to be married for the rest of our lives especially at their age like Max and Lorelai are grown adults yeah I would say no I feel like they would know me well enough to know that I would say no is kind of like the point there so like the the fact that he he's trying to end a fight because the fight starts because of Luke. And Luke is there, and that makes um, Max reveal that he had been, like, sleeping with other women because Lorelai kind of asks him. And this conversation comes about because he's like, why do we keep getting into a good place and then, like, things turn weird? The only solution, Lorelai's like, to break up or murder. And he's like, no, let's get married. What? Watching that back last night, I was like, wow, I can't believe that I thought that this was healthy as a kid. Because I would watch season one in the, you know, seventh, eighth, ninth grade and be like, oh, he wants to marry her. No, that was his way of marking his territory because he was like, well, Luke is clearly interested in her. And the only way that I can think to solve this problem is to just claim her as my own. Yeah. What? Like, 
Why? That's not. Ew. That's not how you decide to get married. That's not why you marry somebody. No. And then Lorelai, she goes into this thing that you were talking about, like explaining what a proposal mm. is. Like, there's a thousand yellow daisies and a horse, and like. Oh, I loved that when I was fourteen. <laughs> yeah, you're on the horse. Otherwise, I don't know why the horse is there. Like, it's just like, and then the moment ended. They're like, let's start over. We're gonna be late. Like, let's go. And then the moment. Can I tell you, there should be a thousand yellow daisies was in like my away message on AIM as if I'm going to be a child bride and be proposed to at the age of 14. Oh my like God, what? <laughs> Maybe like a promposal, which I'd be a really intense promposal. But I feel like it's like that moment of like, I used to, even up until last summer, I would say, wanted the thousand yellow daisies. But then that completely defeats the purpose because I was like, someone tell my future like husband, that this is what I want. Right. That is the point, is that she told him what to do. And I'm not saying that like men have to come up with ideas on their own. That seems really hard for them sometimes. Like Florlay has to like feed this to him. But you did exactly what she said. And like, no more. You gave her a thousand yellow daisies. It was movie magic, we know. You know, there was tens of thousands of daisies in this. Of course. The inn. Can I tell you what I hated the most about it? He wasn't there. He wasn't there. He waited for he her. her. No, on no, the no, no, phone. no. He waited for her to call him on the phone. He didn't even pick up the phone and call her. Where's the horse? He waited for her to get the thousand yellow daisies and then he waited for her phone call. And then he literally kind of like proposed a second time, re-proposed on the phone. Can you imagine sitting there, like genuinely sitting there waiting for someone to call you to propose? But again, when I was 14, I literally thought that was the most romantic thing in the world that he was like pacing by the phone and he was waiting for her to call. Dramatically, it's a gorgeous moment of when course. she's sitting there in the middle of them talking on the phone and he's on the other end it's so the drama of it all is gorgeous. gorgeous realistically what the fuck is going on i know i'm with you you proposed to me in the middle of a fight it didn't really seem to go anywhere you sent a thousand yellow daisies to my place of work not even my home no you sent you it to my end i had to call you yeah like what i really feel like what should have happened there is it would have been maybe like more of like not an apology but like i'm not going to propose to you like this i'm not going to do mm, this to you mm-hmm. this is more of like this is what you deserved last night but i'm going to do something else yeah this is what you were like deserving of and this is what you wanted but like maybe i'll take you to like the top of the eiffel tower you know like something something else it should have been more of like an i heard you this is my apology here's a thousand yellow daisies and when it is right when we feel ready i will give you something like that but you're right she had to tell him exactly what to do there are things that are romantic about this proposal the words that he says on the other end of the phone are beautiful like his speech is gorgeous but again he was like i love you lorelei gilmore then where are you you could not drive the 40 minutes max medina come on man it's like kind of in the middle of the day but he's also at his house he's at his apartment he's he's not at school if you're gonna do that come be standing in the fucking middle of it yeah or at least like don't do it at my place of work yeah, and also, where are all of the people who stay at the inn? Where are all the workers? It's just a room filled with daisies and Lorelai. That would have been amazing to have the guests of the inn trying to navigate through the daisies. Brilliant. <laughs> but it's a gorgeous moment. And I like, agree. I want the romance of a thousand yellow daisies, but if it comes with like the implications of what this one did, I don't want it. Yeah, I was actually curious. I wrote this down. How would you like to be proposed to? Would you want it to be a more intimate moment or kind of... A fanfare. If like the spectrum is like alone, just the two of us in a dark room to like a flash mob mm-hmm. somewhere like closer to like just the two of Me us. Me too. Definitely not the flash mob. Definitely not. Definitely the two of us. It doesn't have to be like in private, like 
away from people but it needs to just be between the two Mm -hmm. of us like I don't want an audience yeah um unless like Taylor Swift is there and she's singing I would let Taylor Swift be there I think that would still feel intimate for you I think so too you your lover and Taylor Taylor singing lover Taylor singing lover with my lover to my lover I would prefer Invisible String for sure what a beautiful song so I you know I haven't put like a ton of thought into it like I'm cool with like just like a casual moment I'm cool with like like I said top of the Eiffel Tower in a garden Mm. twinkly lights you know just just have talked to me about it beforehand yeah that's the thing of like I know that we're getting married and we have made this decision together and then now you can just like now have fun with it do whatever you want this is on you I don't want to propose, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm a feminist, but like I propose to me, man. Yeah. I'm the kind of person that I think used to want the fanfare, not a flash mob, but like used to want it to be all planned out. I don't even know if I really want anybody else there. I would love for it to just be. No, (gasps) I know. And I love her. Yeah. I love her. That's fair. But no, I would I would want for it to really be a moment between me and my partner. You know, I don't think it necessarily has to be this grand, grand gesture, which is spoken to in one of our later proposals. Yeah. In front of a bunch of people, I think I would feel a little overwhelmed. Oh, yeah. I would hate it. I also feel like in that part of like someone doing that I would know that they don't know me Mm. like if you're doing this in front of a bunch of people I feel like you are not the type of person that I want to spend the rest of my life with if you think that this was a good idea for me well because then it seems like it's more about that person who's issuing the proposal than it being about you them thinking about what they want or what they think you want and then it's like ooh, I don't know if you know me well enough then for us to be getting married (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You guys can just redirect my future, um, you know, you can redirect him to this episode and he can he can hear my thoughts on it. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I think that it's one of those situations, though, where I'm like you, I kind of rest a little in the middle. Like I want it to feel important. It is a big ask, but I do think that I would prefer for it to be a little more intimate than like a whole affair. Yeah. For some reason, I just keep imagining this happening at, like, Bethesda Fountain. There's, like, a crowd of people. Everyone all of a sudden starts dancing. Yeah, exactly. a thousand yellow daisies. I'm envisioning, like, like, that scene in Enchanted where everybody is, like, dancing through Central Park. Like, it it should not be that. And if it is, you know, for if that's other people's taste... I love that for you. Oh, yeah. It's just for me, as I've as I've grown and gone through relationships, I'm like, oof, the more intimate, the better for me. Yeah. I would love to hear how people were proposed to, though. So, Ooh. like, honestly, if you were proposed in a flash mob, please send us a video if that was fun for you. I would love to know that. Oh, please tell us. Please DM us. Would love to know. I will say the only caveat to this whole Lorelai and Max proposal is that he gave her time to think about it. It wasn't like a give me your answer right now over the phone. No, he was like, I've thought about this. I want you to think about this, too. I did love that. I wrote that down. Yeah. So I think that's the only real like shining light of that moment. For sure. And then we get Sadie Sadie, which, as you know, is one of my favorite episodes, intros to my favorite season. But Lorelai accepts the proposal on the phone. Yeah. On the phone. I wrote it in bold letters. What is up? set the precedent. (laughs) Yeah, I guess he set that expectation. But like, I don't know. It just, I know that they they were excited and they're like jumping and screaming and they're all giddy and happy. And it's a beautiful moment between Lorelai and Rory. But it's like, I don't know. I think it was fitting that that was the way it was asked and answered because it was clearly not right. Dramatically, narrative, all that. But yeah. And then at the end of the episode, when he gives her the ring and it doesn't fit, also very fitting. 
No pun intended. Pun intended. (laughs) Very appropriate for what is to come. And if you notice at the end of that episode, Lorelai's staring at the ring and she says, I'm getting married. Not we're getting married. I'm getting married. Like, to me, it's very clear that, like, she was more excited about the prospect of getting married than marrying Max. See, I never saw that as her, like, being, like, excited. Mm. It's more of, like, a, this is something that is happening. Yeah. It, like, was kind of a neutral statement. You're right. It's definitely not excitement. It was, like, longingly staring at this ring and kind of deep in thought. I'm getting married. This is a fact now. Yeah. In Hammers and Veils, that surprise wedding shower is so beautiful. (gasps) Yeah. I love it. I would have loved to be there for that. We were talking about town events last week. That is one that I always think of, but I didn't consider like personal events, like a town event. I love that scene. I love that Lane is the DJ, DJ Lane. I love the little like the little ladies dressed as brides and Patty like showing them where to go and they're I love the music it's so so good and the two of them in the center of it all I wrote that down too never too far away I love that he's like avoiding the situation and then he comes out and sits next to the little bitty brides and is watching Uh, that's one of my favorite scenes just like the composition of that scene it's so good that is something that I would love like if someone threw me a surprise combined shower where like I could just like have all my friends there and it's just a silly goose time yes don't don't surprise propose to me. Surprise them. Um, surprise celebrate me. Love it. Oh, love those. And then we get to the bachelorette party. Can I also say, I love that all the bachelorette parties and the bachelor parties that happen on this show are all local. And I think that was done just because of the story and the narrative. But like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something that might be controversial for some people to hear. I am so over. Get away. Spend all your money. Bachelorette weekends. And I say this as someone who has been in several weddings. I, I thought about this a lot last night because I this thought crossed my mind. And I was like, is that like really mean to say that like, I don't ever want to disparage no, people from taking trips. it's a big trips. expectation because like, it's not really like, I mean, it's a nice gesture to be a bridesmaid. But basically what you're asking me to do is like incur a really big expense to celebrate you. And I think that a lot more brides need to be aware of that. I'm with you. But it's like, I'm really excited and I love it. And I'm so honored to stand next to you on your day. But you have to realize the expense that you're putting me through to do this and not be bridezilla about it. I would love to just, you know, go out to a really nice dinner with my friends, maybe go dancing afterwards, have like a giant sleepover at a hotel and then go to a spa the next day. And I would be like, look, if you want to come, great. Air, the baths. <gasps> so good. I don't know why I just started planning your bachelorette party. <laughs> That's okay. Let's do it. I just would always give people the option and never leave people feeling like it was obligatory. Like, if you want to come and celebrate me, great. As long as you're there on my wedding day and you're there for me to dance with in the middle of the dance floor, hell yeah. That's what I'm saying. I feel like watching Lorelai's bachelorette party where they go to this drag club and Emily's there and they're just like having fun. And they get Rory in by saying she's a model. Yes. (laughs) That to me is so simple and so perfect. My favorite part of that whole like bachelorette party is when they walk in and Emily's sitting there. The best. Iconic. Emily at a drag club is everything we never knew we needed. This is where we get the Long Island iced tea and like, I love. We've spoken to this before on the podcast, things that stuck with us when we were kids hearing it and then like we carried it with us into adulthood. The Long Island iced tea is one of those things. Lorelai's description of that. Well, no, I remember my senior year of college, I started drinking Long Island iced teas and I remember the first time I had one, I was like, oh, this is about to be dangerous (laughs) because of Lorelai. 
Lorelai's speech the next morning about the dangers of the long mm-hmm. endless tea, I was like, oh, can't drink that. The bachelorette party is like so interesting because that's when she calls Chris. Mm-hmm. It's Emily is the one that's sowing the doubts of her marriage into her mm-hmm. because she's wanted to try on her wedding dress every night before she married Richard, which like, are you fucking kidding me? That is the cutest thing I've ever heard from this woman. Like she just like wanted to try on her wedding dress every night before she got married to this man. Every time I learn more and more about Emily and Richard's backstory, I'm like, I need a prequel. prequel. Yeah. We're going to write one. You and me, baby. Oh my gosh. And she, it makes everyone want to like call their beau and like, you know, she calls Dean and it's a very romantic uh, story. What I will say to that though, is that when Emily and Richard got married, it was a very different time. Like being a bride and being a wife meant something kind of different at the time. So it's no wonder that she wanted to try on her wedding dress every single day. But I also think it's like a testament to Richard, right? Oh, of course. Of course. Like the... The message being sent there was, like you said, sowing the seeds of doubt in Lorelai's mind because she doesn't want those things. Yeah. And it has her being like, wait, is this the right person? Which clearly it wasn't. So it was yeah. good that she told that because story. Because she calls Christopher. Everyone else calls the people they love and she calls Christopher. Which is also somebody that she loves. Yeah. But yeah. it's one of those things to me that I was like, well, of course she wanted to try on her wedding dress every night. Like, it was the 50s. But that's the thing I love about Lorelai's bachelorette party is it's fun. It's a good episode to watch, but it's just filled to the brim with conflict. Inner conflict within Lorelai. Yes. And I, I love it. Love it's it. so good. And as we know, she does not end up marrying Max. We do not get to see that wedding. But thank God. It felt kind of promising. I really, I remember watching it in real time and thinking to myself like, oh my God, she's going to marry this man. <laughs> nope. Nope. I'm so glad that she didn't. I'm so glad she didn't go through with it. How did he find out? You never really know. You never really find out how she told him. Did she send she him didn't a letter? call him on the phone? <laughs> yeah. Even when they reunite and they see each other in season three, like it's never really expanded yeah. upon. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category, including beauty, clothing, electronics, home, department stores, pets, and more. And as you all know, I love shopping through the Rakuten app. Every time I shop online, I always start there to see what the cashback deals are. It's incredibly user-friendly, membership is free, and it's easy to sign up. The best part is you can maximize your savings by stacking cashback on top of other deals because the app lets you know what the store sales and coupons are at your favorite places to shop. Speaking of favorite places to shop, I love shopping Anthropologie's post-holiday sale where they put their clearance on clearance. This year, not only did I get savings on top of savings, but I also got cash back by shopping their sale through Rakuten. Cashback rates are changing daily, so make sure that you check their site or your app to snag the best deals. Start all of your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app like me to start your saving today. Your cashback really adds up. I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tacovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do. But they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you, but I also know <laughs> you've told me that you wear them while you write your book. I do. I wear them all the time because I also wear them when I get dressed up 
or when I'm sitting at my desk recording the podcast because they make me feel so bold and brave and like I can do anything no matter how I style them. Tacovis has carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality that you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service with boots for men and women handmade from the most premium leathers. And if you dream of being cowgirls like us or you're already Western to your core, Tacovis is the perfect brand to start with because they believe in Western for all. They don't only offer their handmade boots, but all sorts of head-to-toe Western staples. Perfect jeans to go with your boots, pearl snaps, bandanas, and cowboy hats. You name it and they'll get you out. Outfitted. And if you can't make it into a store, Tacovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. So visit tacovis.com. That's T E C O V A S.com. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovis has said that they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tacovis.com. Just use the code Gilmore at checkout. That's G I L M O R E. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast. So they're always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code Gilmore at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovis. Only at tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. The next that we get is in a tisket a tasket. Yet another one seeped in conflict kind of seemingly in conflict but i would say that they're not fighting it's just like a little a little rift between the two of them they're kind of just not on the same wavelength which is interesting because in speaking to lorelei and max's surprise wedding shower suki throws it and at the end of the episode you can tell that jackson the whole time has been like oh my girlfriend's best friend is getting married like what does this mean for us he feels a lot of pressure and at the end they're at the table sort of getting like treats and stuff and suki's all you know goofy like suki is and she's like oh isn't this beautiful isn't this romantic and he's like listen i'm not ready to get married but i would be willing to move in and suki starts laughing and she's like okay i'll move in with you and like she just like kind of makes a joke out of it and he's like i'm moving in and they kind of leave it there and you never really find out what happens and then in a tisket a tasket he comes to her and he says hey my lease is up at my apartment and she's just like cool that's fine yeah she's like i love your apartment renew the lease yeah just totally goes right over her head and then yeah. you know we all know the the conflict that ensues at the actual bit of basket auction her buying the basket. Kirk buys the basket <laughs> jackson's upset with her and then there, he finally gets the basket from Kirk. They're sitting there on the picnic blanket and they're eating everything. And he's just very like off in the distance, deep in thought. And so he's like, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about moving in together. And he's like, yeah, no, I don't think so. And I am I remember watching him being like, wait, he doesn't want to move in with her now? Are they breaking up on a picnic blanket? And then he and she was like, well, you don't you don't want to. And he's like, no, I think we should get married. Haley, this is my favorite proposal. It gets me every single time. When she says, are you pregnant? I, <laughs> I lose it. Happy tears yeah. every time. When, when she says, this means we'll have to move in together. <laughs> I just love it. I, I love it. I know that it's it's not necessarily to end a fight, but... I mean, it kind of is because like they're not on the same wavelength and then they kind of get there because like it starts off that she doesn't know what he's saying and then it gets to the point he was like, I was asking you to move in with me. And then they, they're like still like a little bit of conflict, but he like buys the ba- basket back from Kirk and they're kind of, you know 
figuring it out, mm. but it's casual. I wouldn't say it's much conflict. They were fighting before, yeah. and it's not really ending a fight. It's more of just like, this is casually happening now. I will say of all of the proposals, it is my favorite, but you know, it's it still doesn't do it for you. Like it is your favorite, no. but it's not one that does it for you. I will say, in, yeah, in terms of them, if we're looking at it just like from like just in the show, I love it. Oh, it's my favorite. If we're like gossiping about our friends, Suki and Jackson, I'm like, what? What? <laughs> That's what happened? Yeah. I Like she's telling us over brunch and I'm like, huh? Which speaking of telling over brunch, we never see Suki tell Lorelai that she's engaged. You're right. Of the people who are getting married, Suki and Jackson, I feel like are the most like lovey-dovey couple, mm-hmm. like sweet, like, you know, like happy little couple. I would have loved to have seen Suki tell Lorelai that she's engaged, but we just kind of have to like infer because she's now planning her wedding. Yeah. And then we never get to see her wedding really. So like Suki gets like, you know, the short end of the stick on all of these like plot points because like, I know she's a side character not a main character so like of course it's about Lorelai but like I would have I feel like we would have loved to have seen Lorelai get excited that her best friend was engaged right I know but I think that we kind of get that excitement when they find out that she's pregnant that moment will always do it for me when Lorelai is like oh my god oh my god and they run at each other and they're screaming it's that's another moment that makes me cry so I feel like it's kind of supplemented into that moment a little bit even though we don't get to see her share the news but but I will say overall there's not really any proposals on Gilmore Girls that I just like this one for me is one that I love there's nothing that feels like the like post-it note uh marriage from Grey's Anatomy where it's like this like casual quiet little like you know moment between the two of them but it just feels so like intensely romantic and like I want to be with you forever like I guess this is maybe like the closest of like we're not gonna move we're not no we're not moving in together we're getting married yeah I just think the gasp of it all that like he's just kind of like no I don't think so and then just sort of spits out this like I think we should get married it just like my heart always just does like a little I just love it yeah even when I watched it 47 times like I just every time it just makes me cry happy tears. Can I be honest? I think maybe part of it is like, I'm not really like a huge Jackson fan. I got you. I understand that. I still love it. I, we're I not really it. invested in his character. We're invested in Suki at the most. Like Jackson is an extension of Suki. Yeah. But Jackson as a true. character is not someone that we're necessarily invested in. So I, I feel you. I do love all the preparation for their wedding. Me too. Dead uncles and vegetables. We talked about this a couple weeks ago on the pod with Emily and Suki and like things just going completely off the rails. I love that we don't actually see Suki like getting married mm-hmm. I know a lot of people really wanted to see that but I love that we see her like in the middle of the night in her wedding dress fixing her wedding cake the best like that was like the best use of like that yeah if we weren't gonna of, like, see her get married it. we still got to see her in her wedding dress which is so unique and gorgeous by the way I love that it's yeah. very simple simply done on the inside and then it sort of has this cover that's so intricately built and I just her freaking out in the middle of the night trying to take flowers off her wedding cake is so perfect and so very Suki. on brand for Suki. I love it. It, it. Her wedding was just like a means for a conflict for our main two girlies. Again, you know my favorite finale. Yeah, I know. And the hoopa that Luke made for Lorelai. Lorelai and Max. So, like that was so cute. Just like in the background there. And it, that she wore a blue dress like she said she would in Double Date. Yeah. She says it to Luke, I'll wear blue to the wedding. And then she and Rory wear not matching bridesmaid dresses. It's the same-ish blue, but they're not the same dress. No, I love Lorelai's dress. I like that. I, I don't I don't need a 
uniform bridesmaid look. Me either. I was thinking about that too because I would rather just like have my friends stand up there and have them be in what they feel comfortable in. I want all my bridesmaids to wear white. Yeah? And like they can pick whatever style but it has to be white. Oh, I love that. I'm going to wear pink. (gasps) Okay. Very exciting. Yeah. Would you want to have like a big wedding? What kind of wedding would you want to have? Um, Probably like moderately sized. Like, Like I have like everything planned in my head. I just need the man to like fit into the picture. Sure. Of course. (laughs) You know? South of France, all the girls are wearing white. I'm wearing pink. He's wearing um, a white tuxedo jacket. They're all in black. You know? Oh, wow. She's got a plan to a T. Yeah. Lots of candlelight. Yeah. You know, I have, I, have it all, I have it all figured out, but I just need the man to fit into it. And honestly, maybe it's the sort of thing I meet him and we're like, this is wrong. Yeah. Always. He hates France. Well, I think we've all planned our <laughs> weddings on Pinterest. Oh. Oh, my and God. And they've ever evolved. I deleted my Pinterest board from like 2011, mm-hmm. but I wish I had it now so I could show you the horrors that I thought that I wanted to get married. During with. the pandemic, I did the same thing. I went back and I was like, what were you thinking? Yeah. Horrible. Gaudy. Oh, the worst. I'm like, <laughs> Chevron. Who was I in 2012? Yeah. Oh, God. Yikes. I'm so glad that she didn't have a podcast. I'm so glad she um, didn't have a wedding. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine those pictures? No, thanks. Yeah. So then we move past Suki and Jackson's wedding. We move into season three. The fallout of everything between Lorelai and Christopher happens. And I wrote down Haunted Leg because when Lorelai and Christopher are fighting at the end of that episode, she says, are you going to marry her? And he says, yes. And then in Dear Emily and Richard, when Sherry is actually having Gigi, Mm -hmm. when Christopher walks in, they say, is this your fiance? And she says, yes, this is my Christopher. So at some point they got engaged. We didn't see it. Yeah. And it's very clear that like, Another moment of like, I wouldn't say they were quote unquote forced into it, but they were going to break up. Then they were found out they were Mm -hmm. having a baby and they got engaged. Mm -hmm. So like this was not like a huge, warm, fuzzy, we're laying on a picnic blanket and we want to spend the rest of our lives together moment. This was a practical, logical step. Yes. That Lorelai wasn't willing to take with him. Mm -hmm. And now he's in a new situation with a woman who did. Yeah. He and Cherry never got married. Not to our knowledge, but maybe, maybe they did. I think it would be hard to get up and write a letter, leave with your yoga instructor and move to Paris if you had a husband. Yeah. If you just had a fiance, that's just taking off the accessory. You just, one less accessory to take to France. Because I feel like there's like, you know, legal matters to contend to. Yeah, especially because he and Lorelai end up getting married. At some point, he would have had to have gotten divorced if that was the case. And it's never talked about on the show. So I'm assuming no. I think they're just engaged. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like it was anything romantic. Mm-hmm. I'd have to go back and watch and see if she's wearing a ring. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Dear Emily and Richard, would you consider the flashback where young Christopher's like, I guess we're getting married? He says something to that effect. So I guess we should get married now. I guess if we're just like considering all instances of the consideration of marriage as like a proposal-ish, yeah. maybe I saw that as more like a parallel of like, we should get married. And she's like, no, yeah. basically she doesn't, I don't think she, does she outright say she no? She doesn't or? say anything. Then they cut back to real time because they're staring at Rory in her little, they're staring at her oh. through the window and then they cut back to Lorelai and Chris staring at Gigi. So it's more Georgia. it's more to mirror those moments, less about the actual yeah. proposal itself. But it's just I just found it very interesting that both times we've seen Chris now offer marriage to Lorelai. It hasn't really been like a will you marry me? It's just been a yeah. we should get married. 
This I want to marry you. Step. Yeah. Aw, poor Christopher. Eh. Doesn't really seem to know how to deal with love. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't need marriage. He needs a therapist. <laughs> Let me introduce you to someone. She's a doctor. She's a psychiatrist. <laughs> You're going to sit in her office once a week. Yes, truly. Um, and then in Lorelei Out of Water, we get uh, the last Korean wedding for... Lane and Rory. Oh, I forgot about that Yeah, one. I love yeah. that moment between the two of them because it's such a friendship moment. They're getting the bride ready. And they're gossiping and they about like all the other everything. weddings that have yeah. happened and the marriages and the guy getting peeled like a potato. Yeah. And it's a very, very sweet Dave and Lane moment because she's in that like maroon velvet poofy dress and he's yeah, like... Yeah, it is a Lane and Dave moment. So and cute. And he like, she's the bow on the back and he watches her run up the stairs. I know, it's so oh cute. my god. Oh, Cuties. Oh, I can't wait to talk about him. And then at the end of season three in Say Goodnight Gracie, we get the news that Dean has proposed to Lindsay. I forgot that that was in season three. Mm -hmm. That's not in season four. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Babies. Literal child bride. (laughs) Why? Why did they think that was a good idea? Like, why did Dean do that? Why does Dean do any of the things he does? But like, why did (laughs) he do that? Dean at all? Yeah. Why does Dean? (laughs) I don't know why he thought that was the move. No, I've never. Yeah, that's my thought. Yeah, I don't really have too many thoughts on it. It's just a big old question mark. Because I had actually forgotten about Dean and Lindsay's wedding because we asked our close friends kind of like their thoughts on the proposals and weddings, and someone was like, "Oh, Dean and Lindsay," and I was like, "Oh my god, I didn't even have that on my list. Yeah. Forgot about those two kiddos. They get engaged. We kind children. of watch them get married, and then we watch their marriage fall apart. It's a whole Which thing. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with getting married young. No." If that's, like, what's right for you. And, like, obviously Dean and Lindsay thought it was, but it just, like... But why? Why? I don't know. I just couldn't see any part of why they thought that was the right move. It was a weird storyline. When I guess in, this is in season four when Rory sees them, like, planning for their wedding. Chicken or beef. Yeah, chicken or beef. And there's that big picture of them in the town square. Mm-hmm. I always, like, take a step back and, like, look at that from, like, being inside the narrative of, like, Lindsay picking that out, wanting that to be there, of being, like, I'm getting married. Because, like, I always, I always hate Dean in this, but I always, like, feel so deeply for Lindsay because, like, this is something she wants. He wants another girl, and she's just kind of, like, filling this space for someone else at the time. Yeah. And I, oh, I hate that for her. I know. Her wedding should have been so much better. I know. Like, Makes me sad. Oh, I guess I guess she had a nice wedding. It was being stared down by Miss Rory Gilmore. Oof, from um, all the way across the way. But I just, I always feel for Lindsay here. She deserved better. She did. I agree. I didn't really like her as a character in season three. I think she's threatened by the fact that he, she has to know on some level that Dean still harbors feelings for Rory or that was like a big relationship yeah. for him. When she sees her at the hockey game, she's like kind of cordial, but really awkward. And then at the post society event, when she's just like giving her dirty looks and, you know, it's just stuff like that, that I'm like, Lindsay, calm down. But in all fairness to her, she did have a reason to worry because of what happened. Yeah. So maybe, maybe Lindsay had the right idea. Yeah. Maybe we cut Lindsay a little bit of slack, but regardless. I hope she's nice and married and having a really nice life now. I agree. I I want the best for her, honestly, because when she was married to Dean, she did try really hard. You could tell. But the first talk of marriage that we hear of in season four is not Dean and Lindsay. It's actually Luke and Nicole in Ballrooms and Biscotti because Lorelai keeps pressing Luke about this cruise that they went on and he is completely (laughs) avoiding this subject until the end of the episode when they're packing the truck outside of uh, Lorelai and Rory's house 
And he finally tells her, like, yeah, I proposed. Yeah, we got married. We're getting divorced. Crazy. All of the things that we're talking about just in one little fell swoop. Yep. And all in dialogue form. We don't see any of it, which I'm grateful for. I did not like the relationship between Luke and Nicole. We didn't need to see it. No. It makes me wonder, though, like, again, like, what happened on the boat? Like, how did this come up? I imagine they were drunk. I guess, yeah. Whenever he tells a story, I always imagine the Jim and Pam when they go and get married at Niagara Falls and they knock on the window oh, and have the... Captain marry them. That's always what I imagine kind of happening with Luke Except and it's Nicole. much sloppier and very wrong. Yeah. that That's about it. That's all we need to say about Luke and Nicole. Yeah. It happened and then it ended and thank goodness. But what's interesting <laughs> is, you know, after that we... Back to chicken or beef... We see Dean's bachelor party. Dean gets really hammered and is talking about Rory. And I find it really interesting in hindsight. I just had this thought cross my mind that like Luke made the mistake of marrying Nicole. And whether he knew that he had feelings for Lorelai or not at this point, you know, is sort of up for debate because he it's really a come to Jesus moment for him at the end of season four when he reads the book in Luke can see her face. But regardless, I wonder if it was a thought for Luke of like, I married this woman, Nicole on a whim and like I have feelings for this other person and he's watching Dean get totally hammered talking about this woman he actually loves also he's getting married tomorrow Mm -hmm. that's always weird to me that I guess they had their rehearsal their rehearsal dinner yeah and then he went and got smashed with the bachelor party why would you want to be hung over the next day absolutely not you absolutely can't do that. No, I'm not going to sleep the night before my wedding. I'm going to tell you what to do. No, I... No, 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 no. No, thank you. I'm not going to be puffy the day of my wedding. No, and neither will you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I digress. I just wonder if that thought crossed Luke's mind. Yeah, I had never thought about Me that. Me either. Before. Not until this moment. A lot of people comment, like, they're like, talk about that moment when Dean says he's still in love with Rory and Luke's the only one that knows. I'm like, well, I think a lot of other people actually can infer this, but mm-hmm. I've never considered it from the thought of, like, Luke just married the wrong person. Yeah. And once a Gilmore girl. Mm-hmm. Mm, spicy. Very. Interesting. I don't really have any thoughts on no, it. No, me either. I, I just think it's a very interesting... Something I never considered before. Yeah. Hmm. More to consider. That brings us to last week fights this week tights. Do we know how Liz and TJ got engaged? We don't know how, but they share. Like, we're getting married. Yeah. It's very uh, random, but adorable. I love the two of them. They're so perfect for each other. Just so wonderfully weird. Yeah. If I, I guess if I could like rank the couples who were like really meant for each other, I put them like Babette and Maury and Liz and TJ right at the top up there. Yeah. Like they're. They're pretty, like, first first place, the and both of Suki them. And Suki and Jackson. I might put them in second. And Emily and Richard. Like, those are couples that I think oh, of Oh, Emily and Richard. Okay. Often. I would say, like, Emily and Richard, Liz and TJ, and Babette and Maury are, like, top tier. Yeah. God tier. God tier couples. Yeah. But I love Liz and TJ's wedding. We talked about this in the rankings. It's one of my favorite I love this moments. episode. I watched it again last night for the first time in a while, like in its entirety. It's I so love the way good. it starts with Patty teaching the kids to dance and being so frustrated. And Kirk is all mad because he wasn't asked to be her dance captain. And then yeah. <laughs> I kind of love that like Liz has like like a pseudo bachelorette party in the middle of Luke's when that stripper comes in. In the middle of the day. Yeah, and Jess is like, good luck, man, to Luke. And Luke is like, with what? Like, he's so clueless. And we've talked about this before. I love that Jess came back 
for the Ugh. wedding or like is at the wedding for Luke. I know. Because he knows that it's important to Luke and he like walks her down the aisle. Which again like, is is really not for his mom. It's for Luke. I, I think no. that's such an important Luke Jess episode. Yeah. It's a big pivotal episode for the two of them. That and Luke can see your face. Marianos. Yeah. yeah. It's oh I love it. I love it so much. I love TJ and his tights. He's so excited about yeah. wearing tights. I love like the the renaissance yeah theme. it's fun for me it's not my thing oh no but i love it for I, them it's so perfect for them and the guy who is like who was the troubadour in season one and comes back as the vegetable guy in season two yeah, we talked about this i love one, that yeah. he marries them it's so perfect he's wearing like birkenstocks and socks and he's just <laughs> everything we never knew we needed he is He's just, he's so, he's so perfectly weird enough to marry the two of them. Everything about it was so perfect. The turkey legs. And the reception just feels so, I don't know. It just, it's like an event that you want to be at. It's so whimsical. But this is when we get reflecting light for the first time. And it's like, I always step back into the narrative for this of like, listen, TJ, like put this song to be played at their wedding. And here is Lorelai and Luke dancing to it. I love her face that she is kind of like, oh my God, I'm dancing with Luke. Like she can't quite look. Her face the whole time they're dancing is so, so cute. It's a journey. And Luke is kind of like just okay with it. He's just so comfortable. He's settling into it. Oh, yeah. You know what's very interesting about this episode and about Luke and Lorelai specifically is that this episode could be paralleled with both the finale of season seven and fall because of reflecting light and the fact that that's the song that is playing when they're getting married but also when Lorelai approaches Luke outside of Luke's diner and like they're getting ready which one in last week fights this week tights okay when they're getting ready when they meet each other to go into the actual event they're Mm -hmm. standing outside of Luke's diner and the way that the camera pans it like pans past them and up to the event at the end of season seven in Bon Voyage when they have the graduation party and the going away party for Rory and Luke and Lorelai kiss in front of Luke's diner the way the camera pans is past them and up to the event it's like I I think it was a mistake but it was completely (laughs) the exact same shot I was watching it last night and I was like Oh my God. So I love that it kind of mirrors two very definitive moments between the two of them in both finales. That wasn't the finale, was it? No. Hmm? The finale of four is uh, Raincoats and Recipes. I meant both finales as season seven and the the fall finale of A Year in the Life. Oh. Yeah. LOL. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that was on purpose. Definitely wasn't. (laughs) I don't think the people who were doing season seven thought about that but it for me for us it's gorgeous and we love it yeah Yeah. Haley, i feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol but we do love a fun beverage oh we do both of us think a fun beverage and a chill night is the epitome of a good time especially when that drink is a recess mood which is a delicious sparkling water infused with functional ingredients like mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol i drink mine every night while reading of course tara tell everyone how you enjoy yours honestly i usually drink mine while we're recording the podcast it's my favorite way to enjoy a recess and all of our besties can get 
15% off the Recess Mood sampler pack at takearecess.com GTS. Recess Mood is made with real fruit and comes in four delicious flavors like strawberry rose and raspberry lemon. But my personal favorite is the grapefruit tangerine. And with only 20 calories and no added sugar, it's the perfect way to chill. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com GTS and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. This is when I have such high hopes for Luke in this moment, um, which we can talk about in another episode. But this is this is the moment when I feel like Luke is going to step up and be the love that she deserves. Yeah. And that's I have such hope for him. But I feel like Liz and TJ's wedding is really about Luke and Lorelai, of course. Yeah. I think it's my favorite of all of them. No, I take that back. I take that back. But I do want to step back for a second. I realize we we zoomed past season three of finding out how Emily and Richard got engaged. I just remembered that. Oh, yeah. Let the games begin. Yeah. Of like another proposal that was not particularly like thought out just kind of happened in the middle of a conflict they were fighting he couldn't commit to plans for the holidays Mm -hmm. because he wanted to propose to her and invite her back home to meet his family he just handed her the ring box she opened it up and said fine and that was their whole proposal like you're so right and then them reminiscing about it years later and they kiss over the trash can so good love that but i i just was thinking about that because we're about to get into like a big emily and richard moment and their their engagement proposal was just also just riddled with conflict yeah yeah (laughs) so that brings us to wedding bell blues in season five which is one of my favorite episodes of the entire series i rewatched it again last night it's so it's just so brilliant it's the 100th episode Mm -hmm. so it's like they threw everything in it but the kitchen sink like it's just so every single conflict you could have cute moments like everyone's in this episode and it's just it's so good. I love that this started because they were fighting mm-hmm. and then they got back together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, another having their wedding vow renewal, 40 years. Which is interesting because in Red Light on the wedding night, when Emily shares the story of her and Richard and wanting to wear her wedding dress every night before she got married, she says 34 years. Well, that's changing the plot. <laughs> yeah, that would have put their 40th so, wedding anniversary in 2008. In Ish, 2007 so i clocked that when i watched red light on the wedding night last night and i was like hmm 34 i thought that in wedding bell blues they were sort of celebrating their 40th anniversary because being separated for that long felt like two years so they decided to go with feeling there you go as opposed to um, thank you for solving that for me yeah it was a feelings-based 40 years because if they counted it was 38 but feelings-wise, it was 40. I love that at the reception, Richard calls Emily his second wife. It cracks me up. Everything about them in that episode is just so fucking good. Because it's like, this is their second mm-hmm. wedding. They know each other so fucking well that when Lorelai brings the necklaces, like, which ones do you want? She goes, this one, I want that one for my birthday. <laughs> and she just, like, goes back. Like, the fact that Richard didn't think that she would do that is just, oh, it's so funny. It's too good. I love it all. And then the wedding bell blues. Like, when tonight and for tonight only my name is bill Bill. and this is our song i love that song so much i love that moment that is such a feel-good song song. me too if i need to get into a good mood i like will turn on what i love that song so much i I can't decide between that and moon river in this episode but i think i pick wedding bell blues 
because when Moon River is playing in the background of yeah. Logan and Rory dancing, it's so, so yummy. Yeah. I pick it because of Richard's speech beforehand. It's just like that. Yeah. Oh, Wedding Bell Blues for me is so it. so gorgeous. With, a, with yeah. Moon River coming in at a close second. But that playing in the background of Logan and Rory dancing is so sweet. So gorgeous. One of my favorite things about this is that Emily invited conflict into her wedding. Yeah. What did she think was going to happen? She didn't have to invite Christopher. Like she literally planned this whole wedding vow renewal. And then she was just like, I'm going to invite Christopher to break up Lorelai and Luke. It's all going to happen very under the table, very quietly. Just going to be like switching dance partners in the middle of a dance. Mm, it's going to be style. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. And she just, she thought that, no, she, on the guest list, she put conflict and they RSVP. Mm-hmm. Conflict RSVP'd, yes. Mm-hmm. And it was bringing a plus one. What did she think was going to happen? <laughs> It's, like, a gorgeous moment, but, like, it wouldn't have been as good as it was if it didn't have that, like, intense tension and, like, Rory and Logan kissing for the first time, maybe gonna have sex in the back room, the Luke and Chris running in, and I just love that it ends on, like, them taking a picture, a family picture, which, like, I hope that Emily has this picture framed in her house somewhere of Lorelai saying, you and me, we're done, we're done, and the picture takes, I want that, I want that frame, that picture, because I want... Lorelai with her arms crossed. And Emily and looking Emily, back like, at her. Shocked. Yeah. 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 I'm with you. What did she think was going to happen? Because she looks so surprised and it's like, but almost at the same time, she knows exactly what she's talking about. She knows why. Yeah. She's not confused. She knows exactly why. If they were going to then talk about it, she would have been like, Lorelai, what are you talking about? But she knows. Mm. She's not dumb. She invited this. Truly. This being Chris. But it just... But conflict aside, or honestly conflict included, this is my favorite wedding and the wedding I would attend. Oh, for sure. What a gorgeous, stunning episode. This made me realize that I want Emily Gilmore to plan my wedding. First of all, her suit, her silver suit, Emily in a silver suit is iconic. We didn't talk about their outfits. And yeah. Lorelai, ugh. My favorite. My favorite dress. Yeah. I will say, I like the dress. The little sweater thing that she puts over it could lose it once she takes it I off. I just love that it has sequins it because it's so her. Yeah. It's very Lorelai. Yeah. And then I love Rory in a tux. I love that she's the best man. I know. She looks so cute. It's so good. But this one's just like far and above. It's just, it's some of the best writing. It's some of the best conflict. Talking about bachelorette parties. I love their like, wait, were we supposed to do this for mom because Richard's having a bachelor party? I love the people they invite. No one knows Emily, except for maybe Suki and kind of Miss Patty. It's yeah iconic. And I love that they're having to explain, oh, I always forget her name. What's the exchange Keon. When she's like, why? But why? But why? But why? <laughs> And Lane's like, you lasted one more Y than I did. (laughs) It's, oh, it's great. And Suki shows up, even though she just got Davy to fall asleep. And that Lorelai just had penis-shaped pasta on hand. I love it. And it's just, Emily was having such a fun time. Just got drunk and she was like passed out in Lorelai's I love how much she loves Gypsy. Gypsy! Gypsy's here, everybody! Gypsy! And Gypsy is is like, who's this lady? She, Rose ends up being her. Yeah. I know. (laughs) What's her name in the revival? Berta. It was born there. Oh, I love. So, of course, at the end of season five, we get the proposals of all proposals. Yeah. I love Did you see that coming? No. No. I didn't either. I remember watching that live and being like, oh. Well, that's the thing. I did not watch it live, which I guess has the same effect because you're still seeing it for the first time. Yeah. But, like, I didn't watch it live. I watched it when I was binging the show and I was like, oh, it just, it stops my heart every time. Because it's in the last, like, two minutes of the episode. Not even. It's in, like, the last ten seconds of the episode. Truly. Yeah. 
Wow. Crazy. And then, of course, we get the response. What was that like waiting for the response? That's like one of my like least favorite feelings in the whole world is watching a season finale and having to wait the entire summer mm. for, you know, like till like September or October for the next episode. Yeah. I don't know. I It's just I hate that feeling. But like you kind of forget about it. You know, summer happens and then suddenly they're like Gilmore Girls season premiere soon. And you're like, what is he going to say? Yeah, <laughs> of course. Did you know he was going to say yes, though? No. This is before I started looking at spoilers. I, it wasn't until season seven that I started reading all the spoilers. Just okay. It was more so because I wanted to make sure Logan was going to be in that episode, which was not always the case, but that's true. Yeah. I have to say, I love the proposal between the two of them. I actually really do love that she proposes to him. I mm-hmm. just really wish that they had done a parallel to him proposing to her in season one. They were at the counter, maybe? No. If like, like in a verbal, in a dialogue sense, if she was like just looking for something to shut you up because he's going on and on and on and on about all these solutions for Rory Mm. and how to get a racket school. Like, even if it was a joke, I would have loved a little dialogue recall there. It was the the same in the sense that she says, Luke, will you marry me? And he says, what? Which Mm -hmm. was her response in the first episode. I feel like I would have been upset if she would have said just looking for something to shut you up because it's like, wait. I think that that would have been even more of a cliffhanger of like, wait, was she serious? Was she not? Of course. I, I meant more in uh, new and improved Lorelai if we had gotten kind of that. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe not, though. Maybe it wouldn't have landed well, but it would have been fitting considering the circumstances surrounding him just like going on and on and on these tangents being like, we can do this and we can do that. And then her just being like, will you marry me? Just looking for something to shut you up. Uh, theirs is interesting to me because I would say theirs is maybe the only one where the conflict is not between the two of them. The conflict in their proposal is between Lorelai and Rory. And when later she's in Lenny Lott's car in the driveway of her mother's house and she says that she how much he, she saw how much he loved Rory and how much he wanted to take care of Rory, that's why she proposed to him. Yeah. It feels like equally as bad as like the Max situation that like they were fighting and proposed to him that like she did this out of like a need to I mean it was love for him of and course. like but yeah, I understand. I do think it was just her watching him. I love that they just show us her face and her journey watching him talk through this for a while where she just sort of it like hits her very slowly she's like oh I want to marry this man even if it is because he wants to take care of Rory I mean that's that's the biggest thing to her all she's ever wanted is to take care of Rory and now she's failing at it and here he is trying to make it happen and she's like wow I could have come in here and you could have comforted me but your response is to like let's kick this girl into fucking gear I'm gonna go to Yale I'm gonna take her to her classes (laughs) yeah exactly I just I love it and it's something she's never really gotten out of a partner before like Max kind of tried to parent him a little yeah Yeah. he asked her in which ways he was going to be a part of Rory's life like where do I fit in here and with Christopher he is her actual parent and just wasn't showing up still doesn't know how to fit into her life yeah and with Luke it's just he takes initiative and always does yeah I've never thought about that Max was like how how can I be her parent as well and Luke is like well this is what we're gonna do yeah he takes the situation by the horns which I I think is a huge reason why she was just like I have to marry this man okay I think that I went into this and was like "Ah, I don't really know about this and you've in this conversation I've liked it a lot more it's really it's really sweet she just like Luke will you marry me it's also like, is, are you not going to respond to any of the things that he just said? <laughs> oh, also that. That's out the window? 
<laughs> we don't need to talk about that anymore. That's not the situation at hand. Yeah. I also love in that same episode when Babette and Miss Patty come into the diner because they've obviously yeah. heard that he and Lorelai are engaged and their reaction when he tells her, when he tells them that <laughs> she proposed. This is him telling you and me. (laughs) You went modern. It's so funny. But like, I don't know. It feels very fitting. She is such a take charge kind of person. And even though he was taking charge in that moment, she kind of took charge in a very different way. Like, it doesn't surprise me that she proposed to him. If I didn't know about any of the proposals that were going to happen and you had to like lay that out for me and say, who do you think would be like the woman to propose to the man? I would say... Lorelai. Yeah. For sure. Maybe Suki as well. I thought it was the other one I was going to say. Yeah. The more that I thought about it, I just feel like Suki's made sense that it was like in, in a moment of conflict. Yeah. Like, I feel like Suki would have proposed similarly to how Lorelai did, where like someone was like on this like big stream of consciousness with her. Yeah. And then she was like, will you marry me? Like, I, I, that's why they're pals. I feel yeah. like that made sense to me. And I also feel like Suki is more of the dominant one in that relationship in the same way. Like they're both with men that know how to take charge. They just are a little more passive. Yeah. Right. So in, in some ways, I would say. Yeah. In some ways and not others. Yeah. Like Jackson can be really fiery as can Luke. That's why it works. But they are with men that are a little more like allow them the space and the grace to take control and to steer the ship. And so yeah. that's why I we like that. Yeah, of course. I think that's so important. So that's why I think that with Suki, it's like, yeah, I could see her. I could totally see her doing it. And it was no surprise that Lorelai did. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about Luke being the one to tell Rory that the two of them were engaged and then like that little fight that happened on the side of the road? First of all, I will say the fight between the two of them at the end of Fight Face feels the dialogue feels so forced. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I don't like those early episodes is it feels like the conflict between Lorelai and Rory, the way the dialogue is written, because there's not a lot of words spoken between the two of them. They're living their lives completely separately for a lot of these episodes. So when they do have verbal exchanges, it's just the fight at the end of Fight Face just felt like it took me out of it to be honest. So it makes it hard for me to like offer an opinion on that because like watching Lorelai and Rory fight about it. The only part of that that I really don't like is that Lorelai get parks and gets out of the car to come talk to her and it and then like it's like a three line conversation and she's walking away. I really don't know what like what her intent was to like go talk to her in that moment. I would have maybe understood more if she just kind of like pulled the car over and was talking to her from the window. They don't talk when they're in the car though so that might have been a weird loophole to roll the window down. Yeah. But it just I think it was like more so like the setup of it was confusing for me of like she just parked her car to come say one thing to her which like maybe it was more of like a habit of like there's there's my gal Rory. I'm gonna pull over and go talk to her. Yeah. But I forget exactly how she says it but um, um, you and Luke getting engaged, that hurt me. And she says something along the lines of like... Back at you. Yeah. Like that part of it, I feel really like that was like really authentic to the two of them. Mm. Like that she would totally yell at her like that. For sure. Back at you. But like... The energy felt really off. Yeah. Very forced. And they weren't having a conversation with each other. They were having a conversation at each other. They were just yeah. saying I things. think that was a little bit of the point. Yeah. For sure. But I think that's why it sort of took me out of it. But... Yeah. Uh, it's 
it's so sad. Luke telling Rory. Because they are so much alike. Mm-hmm. So emotionally unavailable and unwilling to communicate their feelings. Yeah. But they have a very, very special bond. It reminds... A side hug relationship. Yes. And that moment reminded me of when Luke returns in season two from his fishing trip after Jess leaves. Yeah. And Rory's broken her arm, which you love. And she goes into the diner. They have this moment where she's just like, it wasn't his fault. And he's like, I know. It was a very similar moment. Yeah. They need very few words. What I also thought was super authentic about that exchange is sort of the aftermath of it between Luke and Lorelai. He's upset with her because he's like, I had to tell Rory that you're engaged as someone's partner to be like, you two need to talk to each other. The fact that I had to be the one to tell her and that Lorelai got upset with him for telling her, he was like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. This happened when he was on the roof, right? Yeah, when they're uh, renovating the house. I love that. (laughs) Me too, because TJ comes in and just puts a giant Giant hole in the wall. Yeah. Later in the season, we do get to see a wedding actually. Well, I guess we don't see it, but we do get to see Honor's wedding come to fruition. We get to see Lorelai planning her wedding. That's true. We do get to see that. I mean, I love that episode where she's like... The perfect dress. Yep. Everything has fallen in line. And by the way, June 3rd. June 3rd. It's just like... Sad sad it was so serendipitous everything worked out you would have thought that it would like that was that was the perfect dress the perfect moment the perfect everything which isn't that how you knew that like it wasn't gonna work because everything fell into place so So perfectly because they just like kept walking along they missed the first place the dress they knew someone the invitations the carousel that was going to be working by june 3rd and then it started snowing and here's luke with his tiny little secret just holding it back Oh, that's how you knew. You knew it was going to work. And like, that was the thing is she was like, it's too perfect. Mm. There's something a brewing and we're like, we know what it is. Yeah. Getting to see her in her wedding dress. Oh, I love that wedding dress. Yes. Gorgeous. Love. love. And that's the only time we ever really see her in a wedding dress. I mean, we see her get married at the end of a year in the life, but. But not in a dress. Not in like an actual what was intended to be a wedding dress. Yeah. We have no idea which dress she picked out to marry Max in. Yeah. We see this gorgeous, stunning dress that was her size on sale. Beautiful. Monique Lahoulier, I think it's the designer. Mm. Uh, Valerie told me that, but it's just, it's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah. And then we never get to see it, but I'm glad that they showed us. Me too. Because I think if she had been like, this is the perfect dress and we never actually got to see her in it. Of course. It would have been a letdown. It's the same way with like Suki. Yes, exactly. We never actually got to see it, but we got to see the dress. Yes. But she came down and showed Luke and he's like, isn't this bad luck? And I'm like, yes, it is. But like, this is really bad luck now. Truly. Might as well just have April put the dress on. (laughs) Then speaking of wedding seeped in conflict, um, we have Honor Huntsberger, who yes. that's how we met Honor, was in season five, but I'm a Gilmore. Mm-hmm. She showed up at Logan Storm telling him that she was engaged to Josh, which yeah. of course she was engaged to a Josh. <laughs> Honor and Josh. Josh and Honor. <laughs> and he says, what's that line that you, oh, I already forgot it, that you. Holy, I hate when he says that. It just feels, <laughs> again, so inauthentic. Every time it happens, I'm like, it's not his fault. It's just holy what but like it was an engagement that brought rory to the huntsberger's house in season five and it was a wedding that caused a huge rift between her and logan very very interesting i would say i always thought the honors wedding should have been way more grand like 
I understand that we didn't really see it. Her wedding dress felt very plain. Very. And Logan was wearing his same tuxedo because it fits the exact same way as the one in You Jump, I Jump Jack. And I know that like he was not a main, main character. You know, he was not Lorelai Gilmore, Rory Gilmore. There was not a lot of budget put towards his costume. And yeah. to be fair, it was 2000, what? five six so like tuxedos fit differently at the time mm. than they do now i just every time i saw that i'm like that he's like arguably close to being like a son of a billionaire when he's really a side character who's costume budget is really low <laughs> yeah that's when you like zoom out on the uh production of it all and you're like oh okay they really only had one tuxedo to offer him yeah you've worn that brown suit like five times logan <laughs> yes and in the same breath in that same episode we get lane's proposal which is also completely surrounded by conflict okay that one of all of them bothers me the most yeah because that one they are actually broken up they are not together they have Whenever not people been speaking do that it's always astounding to me when people are completely broken up and then the reconciliation is will you marry me what no i'm sorry no i won't what i will come talk to you at your house and we'll have a long conversation yeah and then if that results in some sort of indication that we want to spend the rest of our lives together maybe like a proposal is not a band-aid it does not fix everything no. and i i'm also biased because i don't like lane and zach's relationship yeah. obviously i'm a big dave rogowski shipper yeah this is a dave rogowski podcast yes <laughs> get more to dave rogowski <laughs> Uh, we love a rebrand. I just feel <laughs> like Lane was so quick to be like, yeah, and she was elated. And it's like, you just spent several, what, weeks, months? How much time has passed being yeah. angry at How this man? How much time has passed? It's been a while. Yeah. And like, here he is to reconcile with you. And the reconciliation is, I want to marry you. It's, a, it's big Max Medina energy. Uh, which we hate. This is big Max energy, because why did you come to my place of work to do this Oof, to me? Yeah, so real. You couldn't have done this in my personal free time. I do have time off from here. I'm not here 24-7, but you decided to come in my place of work. Narrative. I was going to say, we do it for do the it plot. Do it for the plot. Yeah, because like I do love that Bat-Bat's there, and <laughs> I love when Zach is giving his speech, and it's clearly like was supposed to be a song. Like, I get out of bed, and I don't feel good. I go to the store, and I don't feel good. I go to work, and I don't feel good. And... But Matt's like, we get it. You don't feel good. Come on. Like, it's so funny. <laughs> and then we needed. we needed like the the comedy and um, the levity of it. Yeah. And when he eventually proposes and Lane says yes and Babette's like kiss him sugar and then Kirk is eating I think bread because he's supposed to be on a juice cleanse yeah. he's like yeah kiss him sugar like it's just <laughs> uh, it's very very funny adding Kirk in that I love that Kirk was the one that Luke got his engagement ring for Lorelai from I know like like Kirk's personal pawn shop because he befriends old women and gets willed their rings <laughs> but would you expect anything less from him no but I'm obsessed with and then it. we get to their wedding mm -hmm. which is a great wedding like I rewatched that episode the other night and I was like the Mrs. Kim story arc is great love that I know a lot of people don't like Lane's wedding according to our close friends they weren't no one was really like it's just not memorable for me it doesn't stick out to me as much as like Liz and TJ's wedding it doesn't yeah. stick out like Suki's wedding which we don't actually get to see but we sort of do you know like there are other ones that obviously Emily and Richard's wedding like those are yeah. bigger deals and to be honest with you I kind of forget about Lane and Zach's wedding and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that like within the fandom I would argue that most people don't love their relationship so it's like why would we yeah. be excited to see them get married see I love all of the elements surrounding it you're right like I love that Lorelai 
throws the coffee on the dress that Mrs. Kim wants her to oh. wear and she alters it. I love when Lorelai comes up and like rips the bottom of it. We and love a, a rip away. We love a reveal. I love that um, Mrs. Kim says she's going to sleep with the earplugs tonight so she can't hear what's happening in the street. I love that so much because I remember in the Bracebridge dinner when Lane arrives and says hi to Rory and Rory says, are you here by yourself? And Mrs. Kim comes walking in behind her and is like, Lane. And Lane goes, my wedding night is going to be very interesting. Yeah, I did a parallel on that on TikTok. Oh, you did? It's so good because Mrs. Kim, like, again, Mrs. Kim's story arc within just the confines of I Get a Sidekick Out of You is really powerful because we see her relationship with her mother and how a lot of her life has had to be kind of like Lane's life is and was um so that in and of itself is really exciting to see but it's exciting to see the growth that their relationship has gone through and come to up until it does remind me of that interview that i reference a lot when amy said stop focusing on the boyfriends because like in this moment this wedding is not anything about zach zach and lane are getting married but it's about the mother-daughter journey it's about how lane and mrs kim have gone from where they were and how lane is learning about mrs kim's life Mm. and how it's informing their art kind of not coming to a close but in some ways it's like this is as far as Lane and Mrs. Kim were really gonna go which I love and also a moment for Lorelai and Luke in the same way that Liz and TJ's was but this time Luke's not there (laughs) Luke's just being talked about by Lorelai what I found interesting is that like Lorelai brought Christopher like it was no big thing I mean I guess she and Luke must have settled that like Christopher was always going to be in her life but it's like she just brought Christopher like it was that's a bone of contention in your relationship and I know that Mrs. Kim gave the caveat of like you have to show up with a man and Michelle bailed on her because he wanted to go see Celine Dion but the reality is like that is the one person that you're person gets bristly over and I realized she kind of didn't have any other options but I just found that very I found that very interesting and maybe she felt at liberty too because like at this point now she knows about April at this point she's obviously as we see in her drunken rant like very very frustrated with the circumstances and that like she's not getting married because he will not pull the trigger because he doesn't want to because he has a daughter which is information he did not give her up front so maybe she feels like you know what the Christopher issue is dead and buried because we have this completely other issue at hand I don't know what do you think I think that it would be more of like a we'd have to talk about this more in terms of Lorelai and Chris's relationship like of like how did they get from season five fighting to them being like pals again I guess just like through time and the fact that he's paying for Rory's college now and it's just like bygones be bygones but those are really big bygones to let them go by um really big gones to let them go by (laughs) the gones are big the gons are big and we don't know Truly. how they they went by and like is she just like saying like yeah luke is irritating me so like i'm gonna use this person that like is always just kind of there because like nothing comes of it he just kind of like sticks around to make sure she's okay yeah you know nothing yeah. untoward happens he just is kind of there i want kirk's yummy bartenders at my wedding <laughs> oh i love when he just pulls the sticker out and smacks it on the side of the truck so good yeah also um Rewinding a little bit, this is the first wedding we see in this church. We've seen funerals in this church. We saw Dean coming out of this church because he got oh he did get married he got married there and then yes we see the the christening the baptism in this church we don't ever really see a wedding this is the first one that we see as the chaos Mm. has ensued because everyone is sprinting 
to get yeah. a seat. I love it. And then the Lorelai giving the speech. Rory's speech was cute. I liked that. Yeah. And then it was just so like watching her stand up June 3rd. Oof. Uh, do not save do the date. Do not save the date. Oh, God. It sucks. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. But I do love that in that moment, like, the people who are there for her are Rory and Christopher because they're like, okay, come on. It's okay. Yeah. Oof. I love hearing about Lorelai's continued presence at the wedding in the next episode, mm-hmm. Super Cool Party People, when Suki's telling her about it. And that that's how I imagine Lorelai would be at a wedding. Oh, yeah. It's just, like, wild. But, like, Not in, like, a really sad, depressed way. Yeah, not in kind of a messy way. Also, um, we sort of touched on this uh, at the beginning of the episode, but the bachelor and bachelorette parties that happen in this episode are also really cute. I love that they end up at, like, Brian's aunt's rec room in her basement. (laughs) Like, I think that there's something so sweet and simple about that and that they ended up spending their, like, bachelor-bachelorette parties together I thought was really cute. I've always liked the idea of that. Of, like, maybe, like, having, like, little separate little, like, dinner moments. But everyone comes together. So then the next one that we get... Because that's kind of it for the original series. You know, everything is steep in deep conflict. The only one that seemingly is not is Lorelai and Luke, but it's only because it's not between the two of them. Right. There's still conflict. But don't you worry. We get plenty of conflict on the back end. No problem. It starts off the least in the least conflict and then, you know, is full of conflict in the biggest way. Yeah. But then we get to season seven where we kind of lose that a little bit. It seems like there's a little bit more love and passion in the things that are happening, which is why we know that it's season seven. <laughs> exactly. Because we get... I wrote down in my notes here, it's making me laugh, Lorelai in Paris, which I meant to write Lorelai and Chris because they get married in Paris, but I accidentally wrote down that Lorelai and Paris have a wedding, so... <laughs> have to note that what a happy accident we don't see them get engaged we don't see them get married well here's the thing i did a little bit of research because i heard someone say that it's not at all easy to get married in france that the whole concept of them and i just did a very quick cursory google about this Mm. this is something that the writers really should have known because they would have had to have gotten married in America for this to have been made sense and then like had a symbolic ceremony because the French legal system requires that civil marriages take place in like a French city hall. All marriages must be performed by a French civil authority before any religious ceremony takes place because I think that they say that they meet with a priest and that's how they get married. Yeah. It's basically someone like the deputy mayor or a city councilor is the person that's going to perform the ceremony in the town in which one of the parties to be married has resided for at least 40 days preceding the marriage. These requirements cannot be waived. The religious ceremony has to be performed after the civil ceremony, never before. The minister, priest, or rabbi will require a certificate of civil marriage before any religious ceremony takes place that has to be delivered by, like, the local government. So it's really hard to get married in France. Wow. I looked up, like, how to elope. (laughs) It was, like, the chic bride or something like that. Wow. And it gave these, like, steps that you would have to do where basically you have to like in like the town that you're getting married in yeah you have to have either lived there for 40 days or have like a family history because like you need your birth certificate and like family records things to get that they probably did not bring with them on their 
random you trip just, to you Paris. You can't just, like, go there, decide that you want to get married there, and then get married, mm. like, in the same way that you could here, because it, it just, it's not, it's not, it's not easy. It's so accessible, but not in Paris. <laughs> not in Paris! Like, I, no, they did not. Here in the United States, you can get married anywhere you want. You could get married here in my apartment if you wanted to. Just, like, oh ask gosh. me first. Yeah. <laughs> I think, like, legally there might be a couple of other things involved. Yeah, maybe. But it's it's really hard. And yeah. that was a really, like, that was, like, a four-minute Google search that I did to find that out. And so when they were like, wow, this this might not even be real. Maybe he sold it. Like, I can't remember exactly what Christopher says, but he yeah. makes a joke of it. I'm like, no, this couldn't have happened. This is this is false. Yeah. So wow. they all got worked up over nothing. They weren't they weren't really they married. weren't actually married. Wow. Dang. So all they had to do was like a quick little search and they would have figured out this was a plot line that would not make sense. Does that shock you about season seven? I know. Of all the places that A could have gone and B could have eloped in, it was like the place where like you cannot do that very easily. Yeah. It's so crazy. Wow. I never knew that. It just doesn't even make sense. Well, season seven didn't make sense, so it's I really know. on brand. That aside, let's like take that part of it out of the equation. Let's put it into a universe in which this could, could exist. Happened. Exactly. Let's put it into like the narrative of the story. Yeah. Everything about it like screams that it should have been romantic like we should have been rooting for this in Paris like he had opened the restaurant early and like had all these guys come in just so she could eat and they're like sitting there and you know it's a beautiful scene in the background with the sun rising and everything and it was just so flat no one's rooting for it no and I just was like ugh I mean, I understand you guys like have this long-winded history, but like nothing about this makes sense. Why are you doing this? That's all I kept asking. Why Where is Rory? This? Why yeah. did you not wait for Rory? Lorelai even talks about it. She's like, I want Rory to be here. Not only is she getting married, she's marrying her father. Like, yeah. what? that sounded like she was marrying Richard Gilmore. She's marrying Rory's <laughs> father. <laughs> like, I just... She went to Paris and eloped with her It's like an Angelina Jolie, Billy Bob Thornton thing. That is a fan fiction that we don't want to inspire. Never want to approach. We never, (laughs) ever want to even look in that direction. But I just feel like it was plotline that we should have rooted for that we were no longer rooting for anymore. That was the other thing. It's like I couldn't tell, did they want us to root for this? Did they want us to want this to happen? Because when Rory was like, when they told her and they wanted to like make her snails or whatever. Yeah. Also the whole escargot situation, they had had that at the Gilmore's house and they had done that before. Like that's not, that bit didn't make sense to me. But that aside, when Rory was like, yeah, I'm mad. Like I don't want to be mad with dad in the room. So like I'm going to table this like when he comes back. Yeah. That part made so much sense to me because like, of course she's going to be fucking mad. I would be furious. And then when she goes to that party and t- is with Logan and she's like, yep, my my mom got married to my dad. <laughs> and he was like, whoa. Yeah. Like, why Why of all people, like, were Chris and Lorelai not the ones that were like, like, we can't do this. Like, this is, this is something that, like, oh, like, LOL, like, this was a funny thought. But, like... No, no. Like we're ultimately not going to do this because of Rory. It was a miss. It Big was. Miss. It was just uh, all of season seven was a miss. But that being sort of the climax of the season, uh, I don't know. French twist, like that whole French episode. miss. French miss. Exactly. This is when we get the wedding gift from Emily and Richard to Chris and Lorelai. And it's the paint, the picture. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. I mean, I feel like season seven, I've just filtered so much of it out of my mind that I'm like, that's right. That did happen. They did write that. Yeah. (laughs) And then 
the whole conflict comes about because they're trying to plan their like yeah they're they're trying like they're being encouraged I think by Emily to like throw this big soiree because it's a big deal that they've gotten married that's the thing it is it is a big deal by it the whole time well because he knows that she doesn't want to be with him yeah it's so crystal clear yet they got married anyway and so the conflict for the the purpose of the narrative and for the purpose of you know the story once again showing the audience that Lorelai and Christopher are not right for each other they were meant for each other for a time and they were not meant to be with each other as adults season seven reaffirmed that for us but in a way that I don't think we needed we didn't need to see them get married we just needed to see them give it a shot I guess we didn't even really need to see it but we did if that was the storyline they went with cool we just didn't need to see them get married I could have seen that happening with them getting engaged in Paris yes like making that choice and like Rory being like oh my god like my parents are engaged. Like, I think, though, the stakes were higher because, like, that was always the plan, right? Was that they were supposed to get married. So now we get to see it being lived out at the wrong time. Yeah. Not that them getting married at 16 would have been the right time. I'm just saying it's been the topic of conversation since of season one. That is true. From, like, that whole perspective, them getting married was maybe the most interesting of the conflicts. Right. I don't know. I just, one of my favorite things was when... um they were doing the revival and Lauren Graham was like, she has like a monologue about being married before. Yeah. And she was like, this isn't right. And she had to be reminded that Lorelai had been married to Chris because <laughs> she was, she equally agreed that that was just like a what the fuck plot point. Yeah. It just didn't need to be there. Like, I understand no. why they did it because again, they were like seeing something through that had always been written into the minds of these characters that like at some point Christopher and Lorelai should end up together per Emily Gilmore but like no and they did they did just to show us that they didn't belong together and I think Emily which is such a season seven thing of them to like finally saw that she was wrong that like these people should not be together yeah I never think that she would have like felt so sure Mm -hmm. that that was the case that she had been wrong for so many years oh Emily admitting she's wrong speaking of wrong so let's move on to the big kahuna because I know that you have a lot to say on this me why would I have a lot to say on this one why why could I possibly (laughs) this one is just this one is classic train wreck this one is this one of course we are talking about rory and logan logan proposing to rory at her graduation party horrible horrible from as you say from top to tail beginning to end every part of it was so bad i think starting with do you think that rory would have wanted logan to go to lorelei to ask for her hand in marriage yeah i think that do you well first of all do you like that concept no I, I don't. Yeah. I don't like the concept of asking. It it perpetuates the narrative that like women especially are property and that's Yeah, like no I'm longer asking the your case. mom because I need her to also provide the dowry. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the concept of like a courtesy. I just want to let you guys know so you're not blindsided. I'm going to ask this person to marry me, which is a huge life shift for not just us but for you. Because it is. Yeah. Like when your child decides to marry someone else, that those are that's a family merger. So like yeah. that is a big Mama deal. Mama-in-law. I think Lorelai would have wanted to know. It's just she clearly, like, there's there's a lot that comes with that. She and Rory are incredibly close. So them not being able to talk about this, Lorelai having to keep that secret, and, like, every time her phone rang, think to herself, like, is she engaged? That's hard. But I think every parent faces that. Yeah. I, it's hard to say what Rory would want. What do you think? After this happens and they're, they're riding in the horse and carriage that Logan got for 
Rory and Logan would love that moment. Um, and she's like trying to get her to tell her what she wants. And she's like, why are you not freaking out? Yeah. About this? And, she's and she's like, like I already knew. Yeah. He asked me. She w- She didn't seem bothered by it. But I think that like if we're talking like season seven versus season six, I think that if Logan had come to her and been like, I intend to marry your daughter, I think that Lorelai would have told Rory. I really do. Hmm. Interesting. I think that there would have been some sort of something conflicting there. Yeah. But one of my least favorite moments in the whole series is like as it's like fading to black at the end of the episode when he's like Lorelai. Lorelai. It's like he's she's sitting right in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Like it was more of like they wanted to that line to be in there. So that like, they could make that the title. Yeah. yeah give, give her a second her a to minute. think. If I was sitting here I was like Tara, Tara and you're just like be like girl Kaylee, I'm thinking. Shut up. <laughs> Yeah, you're totally right. <laughs> I I do think it was sweet of and thoughtful of Logan to go to Lorelai and say, like, yeah. I'm going to ask Rory to marry me because that is a huge, it is a huge deal. Of all of the boyfriends, he is the most, I think, aware of the impact of their relationship because Dean saw it, Jess didn't really accept it, but considers Logan it. Yeah. considers it, felt the effects of the absence of it. He That's really what I was just knows. about to say. I think yeah. what really drove that home for him was seeing the rift between the two of them and yeah. how that impacted Rory. The actual act of Logan proposing. Did you know about that oh because God. you read it on spoilers? Yep. Yeah. And so you knew that she was going to say no. Yeah. My question here was were you surprised that she said no? No, because I read it in the spoilers. I was just I didn't know how it happened cuz like you just kind of know the plot points when right. you're reading the spoilers, you don't really know. And the fact that he did it at that graduation party, like Everyone is acting their faces off in this scene because I I watched it before we recorded the first part of this. And me too. It just when he says, I don't know a lot, but I know that I love you. I don't. It's just not him. It's not Logan. It's not Logan. He knows that she doesn't know anyone at this party. It's just her mom and her dad and her Grandparents. grandparents. This is not in any way sentimental to them. It seems like they're in like a they're somewhere at Yale, like in like a, you know, little room at Yale that this is happening in. And. It doesn't feel in any way sentimental, like, quote unquote, all the people that she loves are there, but not really. Who are all these random people no, in the background? No, like, this was Logan not the time. Do this. this is not the place. He would never do something like this. I he don't think. He hates events like this, yeah. I think. I think he would know that this was a party that her grandparents threw. Like, you yeah. know, like this harkens back to like the party's over, the male Yale party, like kind of like that, like society type party. Mm-hmm. Logan would never do that. No, I agree. And I know a lot of people argue that one of the reasons that he like kept this low key was that conversation that he and Lorelai had in Hay Bale Maze about like kind of like stepping back, taking responsibility, you know, being aware of what he's not capable of having left his father's company mm-hmm. and like financially, whatever. But he could have made it sentimental casual romantic between the two of them intimate yeah not he didn't even get down on one knee he was in an i wrote that down too he didn't even get down on one knee he just opens the ring box and shows her the ring and not that i think you have to get down on one knee but it's just like nothing about this felt right and then the conversation that they have afterwards the conversation afterward is the worst part no oh okay 
all of it's the worst part, technically. Right. But, okay, I changed my mind. They're both equally bad in different ways, but it just, like... Remember when we were in the Life and Death Brigade and we jumped No, off because you weren't. Guys, she wasn't. She was never in the Life and Death Brigade. Okay, but that's the thing. That's the thing about this is, like, Logan, the way that they're trying to, like, pull you back to a moment between the two of them, that's not good writing. This is terrible writing because he says, remember when we were in the Life and Death Brigade and we were up on that tower? Let's jump. That is not how you parallel a moment. That's not how they bring you back because this is the same Logan that was like something stupid, something bad for you, just something different. Isn't this the point of being young? It's your choice. Hey, people can live a hundred years without really living for money. You come up here with me, it's one of those minute you haven't lived. Yeah. Like that's the same Logan who is like now just like fumbling over his words and not knowing what to say. And everything and he just says like, is just so like vanilla. It's just so bland. There's no And he considered their whole life before like before any of this happened. Yeah. Like he planned everything house, out for them. The avocado tree. There was a lot of avocado trees in fan fiction in 2007 and Rory and Logan fan fiction by the way really <laughs> yeah it's a big it was a big thing but it's the avocado tree it's she had looked at newspapers and of all of the people to understand how Rory works I think it's Logan he knows that she needs time to consider mm-hmm. he knows that she needs to make a pro con list he like he he even said that in the I'm okay you're okay fight in the hallway yes. he said do you want to make one of your pro con lists she was like do not mock my pro con list and he just like I think he understands her and yeah. understands what she needs and like I think going and asking for the letter is kind of the similar thing of like asking for your her hand in marriage of like I know how much your mom means to you to like bring you into this like yeah. he would have put more consideration into this and it's just like it's so frustrating that this is the way a he proposed and b that his character went out yes that this this is how they this is how they fizzled this man yeah and also not to mention just a couple episodes sorry I'm getting very incensed. <laughs> Just a couple episodes ago in Hey Bell Maze, he was like, I'll factor you in. And she's like, I want to factor you in as well. But then in this conversation between the two of them, he's like, well, I kind of seemed like I wanted to factor you in when everything was up in the air. But now that it's not, I need you to nail this down right now. Yeah. You have to follow me or else we're done. And to be fair, the we're, we're done was kind of on her part. Or I mean, also in his, because he's like, I don't want to go backwards. It's like, why? If she is the right person... It's always going to be the right time. Yeah. The right person. There's no wrong time for the right person within that scenario. Like maybe we have to do long distance. Maybe we have to like figure this out. I'm really rich. I probably still have a lot of money. And if you're going to be going on this like thing, this like adventure thing, which it seems like she just wanted more adventure in her life. Like she didn't want to be tied down. It's like, yeah, but like I'll give you a I'll give you a ring. I'll give you the accessory of my love and then you can go do whatever you want. And this can be a time in our life when we're kind of just like apart and separated. But like if you are the right person, I'm going to make it work regardless. Yeah, of course. Right. That's how it. Yeah, I completely agree. All of it just felt very wrong. <laughs> And I know yeah. that you're, I know that this is something you get super passionate about. I'm with you. I know. I'm with you. I talked about it for like three weeks straight on TikTok last summer because I just like, every time it's cringy to watch. Ooh. I get secondhand Secondhand embarrassment. embarrassment on such a deep level. Yes. Every time. Because when Lorelai, she's Lauren Graham and David Sucklett for really acting really hard in this moment. Acting for their lives. Because she had told Christopher, right? Yeah. She, like, they had, like, he had been outside. They had a little and, moment. Yes. Yeah. Because this was the first time they'd seen each other since the divorce. Quote, unquote, yeah. divorce, because were they even married? Who's to say? Not the French government. <laughs> Not in the eyes of the French government. No. <laughs> but what's interesting about this, if you watch Emily and Richard, Emily's like, oh, my God. It's happening. Richard is kind of like, 
like he he's very like solemn looking if you will confused which i'm kind of somewhere between that and like the cringe face that lorelei's making yeah because this is so fucking cringy cringe cringe nation uh cringe nation <laughs> yeah i'm with you this isn't even like a no sparkly heart this is like capital n o black heart period not even a black heart no, no heart no heart ice cube emoji <laughs> i love that ice cube emoji that's it i don't even know what that means but like yeah no cold as horrible. ice this is a cold cubicle no yeah cubicle no <laughs> it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense for his character like it's so inarticulate like every every part about it this is where max gets the bigger points over season seven logan who's a different character than the rest of the series right is that he gave her time true time to consider in her own time i mean to be fair rory left put the ring on like looked at it like just so like was imagining it and then the conversation the next day could you imagine graduating from college graduating from an ivy league seeing your boyfriend who proposed to you like i guess it was the night before walking over and like ending your relationship and being like okay well now let's go to lunch yeah like like okay bye okay bye like goodbye what? Rory yeah oh uh, the worst the worst he looks really really attractive in that scene he looks um, attractive in all the scenes I He's know a beautiful he man does. but just like I love the idea of being married to you is what she says yeah okay Ugh. and then she ends things because she doesn't want to be tied down and he doesn't want to move back I could literally talk in circles about this because it just doesn't make any sense. I'm with you. Why did we tie it up like this? But again, season seven as a whole did not make a lot of sense. Can I tell you the one thing about this that makes sense to me, though, Mm. which I feel like people know or you will either be surprised by? I think it's the one thing in season seven that they got right was breaking Rory and Logan up. Oh, sure. It's just the way that they went about it. Yeah. I don't think it would have been like this. I don't think it would have been so secondhand embarrassment inarticulate. I think it would have been heart because this wasn't heartbreaking i mean no. when people set this clip to taylor swift songs like champagne problems then i'm crying then i'm heartbroken but like in the actual series it's cringy and weird and it doesn't make me it makes me upset in the sense of like why is this happening it's less of like i can't believe this is happening i mean yeah in some ways but it's not like heartbreaking good conflict dramatic narrative that i'm interested in right not like how it was with jess with jess we yeah. knew that they had done it for the plot or we assume they did it for the plot because they wanted to service another series but with this it was just kind of like well we have to break them up so uh what do we think uh proposal yeah he should propose and um you know what she's gonna say no like what it just made so fucking easy it it was so lazy because you could argue that i didn't like it because Rory and logan broke up but some of my favorite moments are when they're breaking up i love when they're fighting and uh let me hear she loves the conflict I, i love when they're fighting and bridesmaid revisited I love when they're like kind of maybe breaking up at partings. You don't really know. Yeah. Kind of. Not really. But I love when things are going wrong for them. Yeah. This I didn't like. It was too inarticulate, poorly written, badly executed. This wasn't Logan. This was a man from a different TV show who was dropped into this moment and was forced to play the role. I'm with you. Um, And then they ended it. They ended the series. And then they didn't really get it right in the revival. But what they did get right kind of i think is that luke and lorelei finally get married after being frozen in time for nearly 10 years that's the only thing that i didn't really like about their wedding engagement situation Mm. was in the past 10 years hasn't come up it hasn't come up kids haven't come up in 10 years yeah you haven't seen one child in 10 years and been like hey Hey, do we want one of those remember when we talked about having should we stop at costco and get a bulk order yeah 
No. You know? That's what sort of took me out of it. But again, I think they wanted us to see it. They wanted to give us the Lorelai and Luke wedding that we had always wanted. I did love it. I had read somewhere that ASP said that it was supposed to be a bigger deal and then they their budget got cut. So that's why they did the simplicity of the wedding. They had a really sh- small budget for this, which I was yeah, surprised by. Me too. Um, Given how many people loved it. But I almost love the intimacy of it more. I thought that the intimate, small gathering of what we saw with the town all decorated. I loved like the Alice in Wonderland type themes. I love yeah. that they like pay homage to Liz and TJ's wedding when Lorelai and Luke get together with Reflecting Light. They also pay homage to Amy in like the hats that they wear. It's yeah. really beautiful. And you know, I think I've said before on the pod, I really wish that if they had used Suki, this was kind of the moment because she would be at yeah. Lorelai and Luke's wedding. But the more I think about it, over the years, I feel like Michelle and Lorelai's bond has gotten really strong and sturdy. Very evidently over the course of this entire revival series, they have gotten closer. So it yeah. made sense that he was there. Suki's obviously is a character very disconnected because of the circumstances surrounding Melissa's ability to film and whatever transpired with that but clearly regardless of the why the narrative is telling us that Michelle and Lorelai have gotten really close so him being there made a lot of sense yeah I think so too our close friends were really split on this one someone were like oh my gosh Lorelai and Luke's wedding is like goat best one love it so much and other people were like this was cheap like this was not what we deserved we needed to see the whole wedding and like Mm. the one caveat to that that I agree with because I don't I think I'm somewhere in the middle of those two sentiments I completely agree the only reason that I would ever side with like I wanted something bigger was um that Emily wasn't there I know that Emily didn't get to see any of it because like that was like the thing of like she didn't tell them that she was engaged and like she didn't get to see the Paris wedding which did it happen <laughs> did France see the Paris wedding like it's just say yeah, yeah I'm with you I I rest somewhere in the middle on this one as well I don't know though that I would have been satisfied with seeing like a big to do honestly I loved the intimacy of this yeah and that's the thing that I go back and forth on because I hate sometimes how this mother-daughter show really only comes back to this one mother and daughter when Emily and Lorelai's mother-daughter relationship is just as like poignant in it that like I think to have seen that really would have been satisfying for everyone involved yeah for sure for sure I I agree with you I feel like it was super Lorelai I didn't feel Luke in this at all Mm. you know like the whimsical like kind of like dreamy nature of this yeah it just felt like something that he was going along with which I think most things that Lorelai does is just something Luke goes along with yeah but I didn't really feel him in it i agree with that where was the steely dan flash mob as (laughs) as we were reminded yes I just love that it was on their own terms. Like he drives them up in his truck. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. It, it's very, very Lorelai. It's I like not that a Kirk lot of was involved. Luke. I love that Kirk did it by accident. It was like a happy accident. And I feel like Jess should have been there. I for some was reason. just about to say that. I wish that Jess had been there. Lorelai blew him a kiss, for God's sake. And he was in town. Yeah. He was probably asleep above the diner, right? Couldn't they have just thrown a rock at the window? Well, I think, did he say something to the effect of, like, I'm going to go stay at Liz and TJ's? I think he says um, that right before don't he they live in town? looks through the window. Yes. Regardless of where he was, he should have been there. Like, I'm surprised that he wasn't called. Lane by. was there. Michelle was there. Like, you could have called. Lane was there? I don't remember. 
quite frankly. I know, I know. Mm. But regardless, what's interesting about this wedding, not the actual wedding itself, but the moments leading up to the wedding, is that the proposal, so to speak, I put it in quotes, is also kind of surrounded by conflict. She's just gone on this journey. She doesn't actually go hiking. Luke thinks that she's leaving. She comes back, goes on this whole monologue. Then he goes into this whole monologue. And then she's just like, Luke, we should get married. And he says, what? Always the response. Always the response between between the the two two of them. them. But it's never a question. And not only is it surrounded in conflict, what we see, especially with a lot of these proposals, with the exception of maybe a handful, is there's never the I love you. I love you. And I want to be with you. Like when Lorelai screams at Luke that like she needs him to, you know, kind of shit or get off the pot for lack of a better term, at the end of season six, that's the first time we hear her say it. I love you, Luke. Oh, and don't like, you love me? Of course I do, but I love you. Yes. And not that we needed that. We didn't need that energy here. But like, once again, there's yeah. no, I love you. The way that I love you is used on this show is very, very fascinating. But the I love you's seem to have that same sort of mm. weddings, proposals, and love all seem to come about through means of conflict. And we'll have more to say on that next episode. Follow us on Instagram at Gilmore to Say Podcast and make sure you subscribe to us on whatever platform you're currently listening to us on now as we will have a new episode out every Tuesday because we always have more to say. And if you have more to say, find us on Patreon where you can support the pod, join our Gilmore Obsessed community, and access bonus episodes every month. I'm so sorry that I look like I'm about to die. I don't think you look like you're about to die.